Unplanned Trek. Yes, welcome to Unplanned Trek. My name is Isaac. Let's get into the show. Idea. Today we are looking at a Voyager episode called Repentance, and um, I just wanted to thank my son Henry, who provided a little dose of Unplanned Trek there in the intro. Uh, I've got four kids, um, for those that uh, are interested in what I do outside of podcast land, and they've all shown a bit of an interest in what I've been doing lately here with the pod. Um, So he's going to make an appearance sometimes there on the intro, sometimes not, just depending on which one I choose that week. Um, But let's get into Repentance of Voyager. This is an interesting episode, and there's a lot to dissect with the various metrics that we do here in Unplanned Trek. So I don't think we need to do much more of an introduction. Let's roll up our sleeves and get Is into it. Is it worse than chrysalis? Or is it better than shattered mirror? No, it's not. It is a good episode. So it's not worse than chrysalis. But it's not quite as good as shattered mirror. I gave this one an 8 out of 10. And... By my reckoning, that means if this was my first introduction of Star Trek, I reckon I would have kept watching. That's an extra bit that I'm throwing into this segment. Um, Essentially, yeah, if this was the first episode of Star Trek and I was watching it for the first time now, would I keep going? Yes, I would. So, yeah, 8 out of 10. I'm not sure what this episode's actually trying to accomplish, though. Is it trying to to highlight that, um, you know, the death penalty is a bad thing? Or is it highlighting racism as a a bad thing? Like there's an element there of, you know, only certain people get charged with murder. You know, I'm not really sure if that's what it's trying to highlight. But um, either way, an enjoyable experience, a good dose of a lot of the crew. And a lot of people had a chance to get positive and negative votes this week. The Riker Medal. An interesting Riker medal this week. We've got Ico and Seven both getting a point each, which I didn't think was going to happen at the pre-title sequence where he took her hostage. But due to some crafty nanoprobes and a little bit of forgiveness, we had a very, I don't know, that felt like a decent relationship by the end. They were talking about Ico moving into to Voyager and finding some sort of job to do on board. Not only did that happen, but we, you know, when that was, you know, when we weren't allowed to do that, there was a lingering hand on the shoulder from Ico 17. And, you know, whew, there was heat in that Astrometrics Bay, that's for sure. So both of them get on the, on the scoreboard this week for the Riker medal. Captain Jean-Luc Picard medal. Put on my positive pants and give positive votes to great behaviour or help with the storyline in each episode that we do. This week we're giving positive points to, first of all, one point to seven of nine. You know what, at the start of the episode I didn't think this was going to happen. She got caught very quickly, didn't she? You know, she got caught... um, but, you know, by the time the title sequence had finished, she'd, she'd broken out of the hold of um, 
of Yedik? No, not Yedik. Iso. Iko. I don't know. I said his name earlier. You heard it. Um, you know, she, she got out of that hold. She developed a bit of Stockholm Syndrome. She seemed to be the yin to the doctor's yang in this episode. He was like, you know, we shouldn't be doing this. This isn't good. And she's like, you know, let's just be composed here and, and just look at things objectively. And she remained quite objective until her feelings got into the episode. She also donated a heap of nanoprobes, which helped um, save um, Iko, Iso, Iro. You know, you heard his name earlier. Um, and so she was a, a pivotal player in this episode. So she got one. Two votes went to Yedik. Yedik was like the main administrator of the, you know, holding the prisoners. Um, but what he did is he told um, everyone on board, essentially, that the prisoners weren't good enough for Neelix's food. And anyone that warns anyone off Neelix's food is bound to get positive points from me. Not only that, though, you know, that might get you one vote, but um, he, he beat up the um, ISO, ICO, whatever his name was. Um, you remember, I said it earlier. Um, he, he beat him up, but then he also rescued him. <laughs> what what a what a uh, turn of events that was. But three votes. And you probably didn't see this coming, guys. Those crafty little nanoprobes. Not only did they save, you know, ICO, ISO, ICO, you know, you heard his name earlier. Not only did they save him, but they, they went in and solve something in his brain that made him start feeling guilty and change his whole personality. Nanoprobes. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to put them on your worst enemy? You know, I thought to myself, I might not have seen them. They might be too small for my, my screen. But those nanoprobes, they shaped this episode. Three solid votes coming your way. The Keiko O'Brien Medal. It was difficult this week, guys. There were a few people putting their hand up for positive and negative points. And there was one particular character that didn't slot into either of them, and that was the Doctor. He did some good things. He did some things I didn't agree with. But the thing about the Doctor is no one remembered after 10 minutes that, um, that he was having some system issues. And no one remembered after 20 minutes that he was in the episode. He kind of went completely quiet. So he missed out on points. He could have had a bit more of an impact. So writers, don't forget our doctor. That's a special mention. What you want to know who's actually who gets the points. Minus one, Tuvok. Tuvok, what are you doing? You're standing on the bridge when we come under attack. I can get that. You know, the bridge is an important place to be. But you've got eight murderers in your cargo bay, and you're the head of security. What the hell are you doing on the bridge? Get down there and make sure they don't escape, which they did. Come on, mate, what's in your job description? Protecting the crew, that's what. Go and do it. Stand in the cargo bay. <sighs> Tuvok. I actually made myself angry then. Maybe he should have got more votes. But you know why he didn't? That's because Tom Paris was on board, and he got two points this week. Do you want to know why? Well, if you don't, skip ahead a couple of seconds and hear why someone else got three. The reason he gets two this week is he was so hungry that he wanted Neelix's food. He's like, I want food. Uh, we'll be ready in 15 minutes. You said that 15 minutes ago. Like, have you ever been that hungry that you'd have some of Neelix's souffle? Whew, I'm hungry now, but I'd give a pass on that. Well, you can probably guess where this is heading, guys. Minus three points. Neelix. 
Now, he almost gets three points for just existing, right? I, I'm not an Elix fan. But he made some Talaxian spicy stew, which even Yedek didn't want them to have. He's like, no one's good enough for that, mate. And not saying that in a good way. Like, whew, no one's good enough for this. It's like, no one's good enough for that. So he made spicy stew for the prisoners. He tried to stand up for the prisoners and became like some sort of, like he, he was being dictated to. And I don't mean in the political way. I mean, he was told to write a letter by one of the prisoners. Oh, he lost a game of Cotter Scott too. Like this guy's a Cotter Scott novice. Neelix has been playing it for seven years at this point. Remember, this is season seven we're digging into here. He's losing to Cotter Scott. He's serving up spicy food. Neelix. We're nearly back in the Alpha Quadrant by now. Just get off the ship and stop losing three votes each week. The best line of the episode. I had two contenders for line of the episode this week. The first one was Ico. He recited the names of Yedek's children and then in a creepy Silence of the Lambs kind of way said, are you sure they're safe? And oh, that was creepy. I like the way he delivered it for a very simple line. But the line of the episode goes to everyone's favourite Borg, Seven of Nine. She was having a, a talk to Janeway about her future Riker Point sharer. What she said was, I want to give him the same chance you gave me. And what motivation for her antics throughout the episode? I say antics, that's probably a bit harsh. For her, her motivation throughout the episode to, to achieve what she wanted to was right there in that line, and she delivered it remarkably well, but a very nice line and a very good insight into Seven. We're getting to the stage now, guys, where we're wrapping up today's podcast. I really thank you for listening in. Look, we've developed a nice little Star Trek community on Twitter recently too over the last few months um, since I've started this podcast and been chatting to a lot of really top nice people there. There's a lot of nice respect for people's opinions there and also a lot of support for people doing silly things like me doing this podcast. So if you're not on Twitter already, um, go there, follow me at, at Unplanned Trek and go through the people I follow and just follow them one by one. You'll have a great time. There's some, as I say, lovely people there. Now look, I'm, I'm, I've rolled the dice, and it's come up with a Deep Space Nine episode again. It seems to really like um, that little era, and we're going to watch the episode "Little Green Men." I think this is the one where um, we go a bit, do a bit of time traveling, guys. So we, we do like a good time travel episode, even if it means we have to see some Ferengi in the process. But hey, you know. There's many, I give out each week as many positive points as I do negative points. So let's just see where the votes lie next week. So enjoy, watch that one this week and then you'll be ready for my next podcast. Thanks heaps for listening and um, <clears throat> time to take it away. It's just not what you'd expect. That's because it's unplanned track. Unplanned.